My name's Dylan Paladino, and I'm a fucking model. I'm Freddie G, and I'm a mensch. And this is Model and the Mensch. Yo, what is up, everyone? This is Dylan Paladino. This is one half of Model and Mensch. Dude, this is a very, very special uh, accompaniment to the normal podcast. Uh, I'm down in... Fort Benning, Georgia right now uh, on the Fort Benning base uh, close to Columbus, Georgia. And I'm with my two younger brothers. Shut up, Liam. Liam's always, always already uh, laughing at me. I'm next to my two young younger brothers, identical twins, who are both in the Army. They are, uh, what, second lieutenants, right? Second lieutenants, uh, they just finished ranger school, and I thought it would be pretty cool to do a little uh, ranger school debrief. Uh, Army ranger school is... Uh, one of the premier training schools for uh, captains, or no, for for uh, both enlisted and uh, officers in the army, and um, we're just gonna go over what's going on right now. Um, I uh, Jack graduated uh, three weeks after Liam, um, but, but before we get into anything else, uh, I'll just introduce both of them. Jack, say what's up. Hey, how's it going? That's Jack. Liam, say what's up as well. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, there we go. They sound almost alike as well. Identical twins, 22 years old, about to turn 23, my younger brothers, and um, they make me look like a piece of shit in my family, uh, which is great, which is really nice. And so now uh, I'm using them for my own gain to try and get more listeners. No, this is going to be cool. So uh, let's start from the beginning. You guys both went into... Um, you guys both went to West Point and then graduated when? 2017, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Just last uh, last May. Last May, they Almost graduated. A year ago. And they both branched infantry and both wanted to go to 10th Mountain, 10th Mountain Division in Fort Drum, which is in upstate New York, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And so, uh, so before they had to go up there, they had to go down here to Fort Benning, Georgia. Um, and do iBullock. And what's iBullock? Uh, it's the Infantry Basic Officer Leadership Course. Okay. So we just, it's a 16 week course that just teaches you pretty much the fundamentals of your craft. So any branch that you go into, so there's like 17 branches in the Army. Okay. They range from uh, aviation, field artillery, infantry, all that kind of stuff. So regardless of what branch you go into, you do some form of basic officer like training. So it's gonna be like F A Bullock, um, Just Bullock, yeah, Omo Bullock, uh, or in our case, I Bullock Infantry, infantry. <laughs> Bullock. Uh, so it was 16 weeks long, and we completed that um, from mid August to mid December of uh, 2017. Cool. And so uh, once you guys finished that up, you both uh, wanted to and needed to do Ranger School, right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah. The usual pipeline coming out of your commissioning source, so that could be any college ROTC program or uh-huh. West Point for us, is you go to iBullock, uh, of course, if you're infantry like us, and following iBullock, you go to Ranger School. Okay, and you go to, and because basically what both you and Liam have told me um, is that if you go to your platoon or you go to your like. Uh, Wherever you're stationed, you don't have a ranger tab. Like it looks kind of bad, right? 
We, yeah, as one uh, person described to me before coming down here, the lowest level life form on Fort Benning <laughs> is an untabbed, so uh, infantry lieutenant. So an infantry lieutenant who doesn't have a range of right. And the tab is referring to on your, are those called ACUs or? Uh, just, yeah, just like your, your uniform. uniform. The, the one we have right now is just called OCPs. Which um, stands for? Like operational camouflage. Operational camouflage. Jack, you have to use the mic. I operational think. camouflage yeah okay um and so it's just a small piece of cloth you wear on your left shoulder over whatever uh unit patch yeah and have. it's a little velcro and it's a t- it's a tab and it shows and it's black and gold and that's what everyone yeah, refers I'm to not on the, the actual uniform uh oh it's it's like just tan yeah it's like tan or, or kind of like brownish or okay. whatever uh, so it just kind of fits in with the rest of what you're wearing but when you get for the actual well, yeah, ceremony, yeah, the actual like the wooded one is going to be black and gold, and, and like I guess if you would try to say like, what would the the actual tab look like on its own, uh-huh. yeah, it's I mean it was envisioned to be black and gold, so but to keep with uniformity on the uniform, well, that's what it used to be like when they actually sewed it on to like the old style uniforms. Okay, so I mean I guess the what we have now, what we wear on a day to day basis, is just like the the modern. Like uh, interpretation of it for for our uniform, but I mean we still have a uniform that will put a black and gold version of it, like on. a dress uniform or something. Yeah, a dress uniform will have a black and gold like shiny version nice. of it on. Pretty cool. So yeah, and it's very coveted in the army, right? Like the Ranger tab still holds a lot of uh, prestige and uh, shows that you had to go through a lot of shit, right? Yeah, I mean regardless of the branch. So for us, it's more of a. Uh, prerequisite for your job for the most part um, yeah so it's I mean we kind of it's we need it in in essence you you kind of need it I mean a lot of units nowadays like you had guys showing up to the units without the ranger tab and they're uh-huh. still getting platoons so they're still being able to do the job uh, it would, didn't used to be like that it's not really envisioned like that but for a lot of units especially like light infantry so just think uh-huh. of that as you know we don't have any really special equipment, helicopters, planes that we use. Um, it's kind of a prerequisite. But for other units and stuff like that, it still holds weight regardless of if it means the person has any sort of applicable skill for the specific branch. But, it, I mean, it's just, it's something that's very superficial and holds weight regardless of where you're in the army. Okay. Yeah, it kind of reflects, like in modern society, a college degree. There's nothing buying you from being hired for a certain job if you don't have a college degree. If you don't have a bachelor's However, yeah. you're starting... Lower. You, you're starting lower and you kind of have to prove yourself and yeah. prove why you don't have one and that you're still capable of performing that job. It's kind of like that with the Ranger tab. There are plenty of good people without it. However, when they get to the unit, they're, they're not really starting with that You're fighting up. like an uphill battle. Yeah, you're yeah. fighting an uphill battle and you have to prove that you're a capable leader even though you don't have it and that's just the culture of the military but you were telling me that one one guy um, a, a second LT like you guys who had not who wasn't able to get his ranger tab was dropped and went to his um, I guess platoon or his uh, wherever he was stationed and he got treated like shit for like a year right yeah yeah, yeah, that's Yeah, I mean, we won't say any names. We're just like, uh, it, but it really kind of screwed him over, right? Yeah, I mean, that's, like I said earlier about it being a prerequisite for the kind of like infantry branch, or at least for an officer in the infantry branch. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so it has some serious implications if you show up without one. I mean, you, if you're lucky enough to get a platoon, which is what you want because you want to be a platoon leader, leader you show PL. up. Uh, that's that's what your designated job is. Okay. Um, even if you show up like that, the amount of respect you might receive from both those under you and those above you uh-huh. uh, will not be, you know, like the greatest. And you're you're what we might more affectionately refer to <laughs> as a bitch boy. <laughs> a bitch boy. That you guys hear, heard here. If you hear someone in the army refer to someone else as a bitch boy, it's uh, they failed ranger. Yeah, because that guy was saying even enlisted guys who. Um, for, for people listening here, to, to get a ranger tab, like, do you have to be an officer to get a ranger tab? No, you can no. go as any rank. As any rank. So you can be enlisted as well. Yeah, and yeah. plenty of uh, soldiers going through are enlisted. Are enlisted, yeah. But like, um, but as an officer, it's like, it's like you you should really get that so that your men can res- your men and women will respect you. Right? Well, as a, as a second lieutenant, fresh out of eyeball, yeah. like, you're going to be sent to ranger school, especially now. Mm-hmm. You're going to have at least two chances unless something crazy happens to go into ranger school and so you have this guaranteed slot per se whereas soldiers across the country from different units have to fight for slots and there's a lack of slots uh, depending on the post depending on the unit so it's much more difficult for an enlisted soldier an NCO to NCO's non-commissioned officer yeah non-commissioned officer which is just a higher-ranking individual among the enlisted mm-hmm. ranks uh, to receive a ranger tab. To even receive a chance to go to ranger school, yeah. it's much more difficult. Um, it's it's almost a guaranteed thing that an officer, a brand-new infantry lieutenant, will get a chance to go. Oh, okay. yeah. If anyone uh, listening right now hears uh, any noise in the background, it's because uh, it's way too nice on this Monday for us to have not sat outside in their porch and... Uh, have uh, just enjoyed the Georgia sun before I have to leave in a couple hours. So uh, apologies for that, but I don't think it's going to be that loud. But anyway, okay. So that's now giving people kind of an idea of what the Ranger tab means, what it, what it is, how, what the implications of it. I mean, the fact that if you don't have one, like it can screw you over. Like the, like the, someone you knew had said that even people under him enlisted were kind of treating him like shit because he didn't have a Ranger tab, uh, which sucks, but it's just the reality of the army, right? Yeah, 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 it's a, uh, it's unfortunate reality. Yeah, and um, so you guys both went February fourth, right? That's when you started. Uh, yeah, that was the report date. Technically, if you think about it, it counts as one of the quote unquote sixty-two days. Sixty-two of, days is how long school. it is. Yeah, that's like the minimum time it would take to go through. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, like I mean, you you show up, you just in process like typical army in processing, and then. You do, uh, you get split up into the specific uh, company, uh-huh. and then you do your bag layout. So you have to lay out all of the essential equipment that you were supposed to show up with, um, and it's it's kind of like a like a haze for it in in the sense that they just like you're you, getting hazed. Well, I mean, yeah, they, it's just kind of which just kind of to uh, ruffle your feathers. Is, is that the yeah. the ruffle? Yeah, the, I don't know the phrase yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, yeah, we can we can yeah. have idioms. It's kind of just like you out or whatever because they have you dump your all your shit out okay. that you have that you've very neatly and methodically put into oh, your place into your bag into your two big green bags or whatever over the past couple of weeks. You very neatly and methodically laid out all this equipment and gear might rain, like run you up to 
and upwards of two thousand dollars. Two thousand dollars worth of gear. And you like folded all your stuff that neatly, or at least if you're us, like that's what we did. And like all your stuff. What were you bringing along? What was some of the stuff like the the main stuff you were bringing along that you had to have? So I mean, there's the uniforms, of course. So that's yeah. gonna range, and then uh, you can obviously up that to get bring like the nicer socks, which are highly recommended because you don't want your feet turning into hamburger meat uh, when you're out there. <laughs> um, but so there's that. There's like other essentials, uh, like all the cold weather gear that you might bring. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the different layers and stuff you wear. That's essential for girls that if you're um, going into a summer or winter class. And yeah. Because as you might find out later on the podcast, uh, if we talk about it, there's the potential even if you go in a summer class that you you will be there during the winter. Uh, so that's why. So there's like the safety things, all the, the boots that you bring. Usually bring about like three pairs because like two summer and a winter pair of boots. Um, and then you bring a uh, myriad. three pairs of boots? Yeah. Do you then, use all of them? I know people who got four pairs. Do you um, use all the boots? Yeah, yeah. You'll use them and especially because if one gets wet, you want to have another on hand. Oh, okay, yeah. Do. But I mean, there are a myriad other items that you might bring like uh, that you have to bring like a compass and then protractors leather gloves like anything you can need for field craft yeah exactly and also to live uh, in that military like environment riding, for like a note few note taking writing materials pens pencils what are you using protractors for I use that for land, for land navigation. navigation like for what like uh, when you're land navigating like what are you using the protractor it, it, for you get it has an azimuth to a point so you plot your points and then you know your location on the map, mm-hmm. and then you compare that location to the plotted point, and you can use the protractor to gauge a distance based off the scale of the map, and also use the protractor to gauge a uh, an azimuth in degrees. What's azimuth? Azimuth is just a is just a straight line direction in degrees. So like a okay. 180 degree azimuth, you would take your compass out and find where 180 degrees is and then travel straight along that for a set distance that you've measured. Oh, okay. Um, so you just measure that with the protractor off the map and then convert that map. Um, like that scale? Into yeah, yeah, you'd convert that the degrees on the map to the degrees on your compass. Uh, there's just a bit of a conversion there, not to get too deep into it. So you're just figuring all this shit out, like, during navigation, like, yeah, during yeah, the well, day. Yeah, you're, just, you're, given, you're given, like, points, so they give you, like, a grid coordinate, a grid uh-huh. reference, um, and then you plot it all out, and that's going to, I mean, depending on the person and how in-depth you want to be with your planning, some people like to plan more, and some people like to kind of go off the cuff and just get get going right away when they get... Are you when doing this like points? in the morning or are you doing it like yeah. in the field? So we yeah, we woke up of course uh like always way earlier than needed and then went out cuz it was a 5 o'clock start time. Uh, 5 so, a.m. Yeah, 5 a.m. So since Zero it was 500. Uh, yeah, exactly. So since <laughs> it was um since it was the window for us. Did they really still... say zero dark thirty? Is that how you refer to it? No, I've, n- I've never heard <laughs> ever heard to that ever in my life. So what did you just say? Oh three? Like... No, you called balls? Balls? Some, yeah. Some Wait, seriously? I've never heard that. We called midnight balls. So balls? Balls thirty. Balls thirty. Yeah. So balls one would be twelve oh one. I mean, you can I say. Assume, <laughs> I mean, we never really said that, but we just say you it. can say twelve thirty too. Really? No, but that's what, the military that time at midnight t- changes to well, zero. I think I've heard. Zero thirty. Zero thirty. Okay, so the dark like it just makes it sound cooler, but no one says that shit. 
Yeah, I've heard balls more than I've heard. Who the hell says balls? Some of my buddies. Like the RIs or you? No, no, no. RIs, Ranger instructor. Some of my buddies who are from uh, the Ranger regiment. So they'd be like balls 45. They call it balls. All right, cool. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we started at five and then you just, you're given the coordinates, you take out your map, you plot it, you do however much planning you want and then you just get going. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, people listening to this might be guys that are like maybe going into Ranger that haven't heard. Uh, people that just got out break it down so I mean they know kind of the basics of it so the first w- couple weeks is like kind of boring right it's there's the uh, what what happens after day zero it's like then you have the, well, the so physical fitness it's, right it's, I mean that's very regimented so it's going to be pretty standard regardless what class you go in or what uh-huh. you're doing um, obviously so like you'll see when we discuss this later in the podcast yeah. everything is you know class dependent it's what company you're in it's who we are, specific RI is, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, what is it? We uh, So, I mean, the first day is obviously going to start with the uh, PT test. So, you're going to okay. take the Ranger Physical Assessment, or the IPA for short. Okay. Uh, so, it's gonna you're going to wake up super early. You're going to go to like the... How morning. early? How early do you wake up yeah. for that? Um, uh, probably about like 0 or 3. Yeah, we'll probably wake up at 3 in, in the morning. And then you go out, to the, mulch, you go out to the mulch pit. Uh-huh. Uh, and for us, the mulch it was, pit is it's like a big mulch pit. Okay. Just think of like a, a big circle full of mulch. Mul- yeah, it's like full of there's fucking mulches. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. In case someone doesn't know what mulch is, Dylan said he yeah, yeah. like he didn't fucking know what it was. It's just a bunch of wood chips. Um, Maybe some idiots. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you don't know what mulch is, it's all right, right? You're not an idiot. It's not super comfortable to lay in, but uh, yeah, no one makes that for mattresses. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so, so you go to the mulch pit. So you go out there and they give you a brief. First, it was pretty fucking cold. Because it's February, of course, and early February in Georgia. And actually yeah, so just so people know, uh, February 4th, day zero, was, while, while you guys were watching um, the Super Bowl, Jack and Liam were just standing on rocks all day, basically, right? And dumping out yeah. all your bags. That yeah. was day zero. Yes. And then the was. next day, that Monday, when you guys were all hungover as shit and feeling fat as hell because you ate too many chips and cheese and dip and drank too much beer and maybe had sex that you'd uh, regret later on. Um, I'm not talking about myself. Is that something uh, people do? Do a lot of what? people have sex at Super Bowl parties? I don't know. Do they get wasted? Maybe. I don't know, man. People do crazy shit, probably. I, I mean, I would imagine the sex is still had, but I, I don't feel like I don't it's, hear too it's many not people horrible. having like sex on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't so know. People, if people are wasted. Well, in Philadelphia, I bet you people were banging after they won. Are you kidding me, dude? Babies were. I, cons- know, I guess I just never thought of it. But Babies I, but were that's, conceived that's neither, that night. That's 100%. neither here nor there. It is. No, it's here. No, it's there. It actually happened there. Like the hundred percent babies were. Ma- all right. Anyway, so next day, that Monday, you guys are all hungover. Jack and Liam are going to a mulch pit at three a.m. So some people were going to sleep in. Petros, one of our friends, was still awake in Philadelphia partying, and you guys woke up and went to the mulch pit at 3 a.m. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, yeah, you so make it sound much more dramatic than it was. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty standard. Well, heroes, essentially. That's right. What I was trying to say. But, uh, yeah, you just go out there and you do the... I mean, everyone... Um, I would probably say, I'd venture to say, everyone who shows up knows what's going to happen, so it's, yeah. it's the standard... Everyone ha- pretty much has to do one at their unit before coming there to, to prove that they can pass it. Okay, so you show up, yeah. and it's it's going to be two minutes of push-ups, then there's some sort of break, two minutes of uh, sit-ups, a five-mile run, and then uh, chin-ups. Okay, how many be, push-ups, how many sit-ups, how many chin-ups uh, you got to do to pass? I mean, this is a notorious uh, PT test. Like, the push-ups is very notorious for them uh, grading you to a ridiculously high standard yeah. or just kind of messing with you. 
So the standard is going to be regardless of what age you show up or what gender or whatever. Yeah. It's going to be 49 is the the standard. So 49, I mean, it doesn't matter if you do 49 or if you do 409. I mean, it's it, it doesn't They matter. just have it's to scary. count 49. You, just, you have to you have They're to probably going to tell you to get the fuck up after 49, <laughs> honestly. Yeah, maybe. Or they just it, try to run through it. Or in my case, you could do more than 49 correctly. And, yeah, here's so Liam, explain. So Liam, the first morning, 3 a.m., you go to the mulch pit, and then Liam gets smoked? Is that what you call Wait, it? Or? No, so I mean, so I showed up, and then I was like middle of the pack. Okay. So it, it doesn't matter actually where you are in line because a lot of times they show up, more people show up, then uh-huh. they can actually accommodate for a specific class. So they use yeah. the initial physical assessment to kind of cut down the class size. All right. So you don't want to be at the end of the line. Because they'll make it harder or we'll, well just not pass you. Because as it gets to end and they've passed a number of people before, they're like, okay, well, we can only take this many more people. So yeah. let's just start fucking failing people, uh, even if you do the push-ups correctly. Damn. So you generally don't want to get in the back of the line. I was like mid-pack. Um and show up I was like queuing you, you have to face away so you're not facing towards the person who's in push ups so you're Why? facing a, they just don't want you like staring or to, I don't know oh yeah stage fright um, and so push up stage fright so you're facing away and so I'm just hearing people get called up at like one minute get called up to like go like they're good to go so oh I was they thinking, did it they did the 49 so they yeah they'd done this and they're just getting called up like the and I'm like oh awesome people this, are getting called up every yeah. minute so they're good to go. Like they're not fucking with people too much. And so I go to my dude, and I mean, you just you'll hear a bunch of this. It might not. This might not like translate really well to a lot of people who weren't thinking about ranger school for an extended period of time. Yeah. These last couple months, but for for guys like us who are showing up, I mean, you you pick up every little story that's about ranger school. You try to pick up every little piece of uh, every little morsel of information. Yeah. So that you can get, you know, this sort of leg up on the school. And so you hear everything. Um, and so I'm doing, like, my push-ups and the guy's counting out loud, which is good because some people won't count out loud. And uh-huh. obviously then you don't know how many he's actually counted because you can't trust that what you think was a push-up is what he counted. Because yeah. there's just a different standard and that kind of plays into what I talked about with the whole luck portion of yeah. based on who you get. And so... He counted out loud like every single one up into the minute point, um, which I thought I thought was money. I was like, "Oh, awesome! Like this guy's counting out loud. I got like 44 in a minute, yeah. and so I'm good to go. Like I have five more, and I have a minute left. Like awesome!" And he just stops deliberately, stops counting at a minute. But I didn't think anything about it. I thought he was just, you know, just not counting just out loud not, anymore. Yeah. Um, and then he kindly waits until about those 10 seconds left. Uh, so it's a minute 50. So you were doing pushes for fifty more seconds. Yeah, wasn't super, super, shit. I was probably in the sixties at least, high sixties, and then he very kindly informed me that I was at forty-five pushups with like ten seconds to go. So I, so whatever I'd done amounted to a whopping like one push fucking, up. Yeah, one push up. Um, at that point, I was like, "This is my nightmare." This, uh, I mean, I would like to think I'm a pretty physically fit person, and yeah. I was not someone who had to worry about this coming in. But the horror stories are somewhat true in the fact that, you know, they'll fail people even if they're doing the correct push up. And I was like, there is no fucking way I'm gonna do, like, and they got to like five. There's like five left. He had counted forty six, number forty six, like three times. Uh-huh. 
And I was like, there's no fucking way I'm going to do three more push-ups in like five seconds. So you failed. I was smoked. And then, so yeah, he called me out and I was, I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe he was just fucking me the whole time. He's going to call me up and then be like, okay, no, you're good to go. Just get out of here because that happens. Yeah. Uh, is most certainly not what happened. Uh, <laughs> he informed me that I had failed, sent me over to the retest. Jeez. And so my fucking ranger experience could have ended sooner than it began. Literally in like less than 24 hours. Yeah, exactly. How much and, time did they give you before your retest? I think it was someone told me some number like you're supposed to have 10 minutes to uh, recover which I didn't get 10 minutes to recover but I just went over and stood mm-hmm. in a group of individuals and I looked around and I was like I'm not supposed to be here like I'm yeah. not I'm not meant to be in this group of people where was Jack? Jack had passed at this point yeah I don't know what he's talking about because he <laughs> fucking counted every single one of my push ups the same guy? no my guy oh, and okay, he kindly yeah. told me to fuck off out of the pit really? he's like alright fuck so, off I don't believe the horror stories. I think Liam was just uh, <laughs> yeah, that's dick. Horse was rightfully yeah. failed, <laughs> and then made it on the second time. Though. Okay, so you went back the second time. But you then got I went like back and three minutes of rest, and you get back and you got it. Well, I definitely more than three, but I mean, I didn't um, have ten. But regardless, I went back and I was just like, I went from it was a roller coaster of emotions yeah. over the last like six minutes. So I went from obviously being in a new panic attack to kind of calming down, and then getting very mad and being like, okay, I'm just gonna kill this and uh, went went up to the dude just fucking same guy not, no no different, different guy, guy different guy uh, knocked out the push ups in about a minute five seconds uh-huh. knocked out like 49 more push ups that and he counted every single one of them uh-huh. um, told me to get up told me there was nothing wrong with my push ups he thinks the first guy just uh, failed me because I smelled bad and then told me to fuck <laughs> off and I've never been so happy to, to run, smell like shit. To run over. Yeah, exactly. To smell like <laughs> shit. I've never been so happy to run over to the next line for sit-ups okay. in my life. And sit-ups, so I just fine. Spend, not that sit-ups, hard. I mean, sit, if you fucking fail sit-ups, then, I mean... You're a bitch boy? That, yeah. Well, you're, you have, a, you're a fucking failure. You, 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 you need to look <laughs> internally. If you, fucking, if you, you fail sit-ups with the fucking run, which is objective... There's a little yeah, the no, run's the only objective thing. Like you can't. There's no stopping someone from performing on the run. What's it's the like, pace for the, for the it's run? A, it's five miles within yeah. forty minutes. So eight minutes. So eight minute mile. Not pace. hard. Um, it's. I mean, general, I granted, it's like it's fucking. Course. It's early and yeah. it was quite cold for us. But I mean, actually, it wasn't horrible. We had done one that was way worse, like two weeks before. But the run is completely objective. Like they're not changing the distance on the run, and they're not whooping space time so that you Pull some 40 minutes is not 40 minutes yeah was so it, if you was if it you know, really fucking cold that morning for the run no I, I remember, remember one I remember of I was the... wearing the the full like pants and jacket but that's just because I didn't want to uh, no I remember people like stripping their shit off yeah but, yeah you're right because I remember one of the runs felt like on the same like course like three weeks before we did the same course as like a preparatory thing for the yeah. the uh, a unit that was preparing us for in school we had to like pass the same test to validate that we were prepared to go um, okay and it was like fucking 19 degrees what and I felt like I was a passenger in my own body for the first <laughs> two and a half miles of the run I felt I like looked, my fucking, feel my fucking my legs went into my shoes and <laughs> I didn't have feet I, I felt like my feet were my shoes and that every oh time my I God. fucking hit the ground with them I just felt the vibration go through my leg and I just couldn't feel my fucking feet so it sucked yeah, it just didn't feel like I... It just felt like I had legs going into just solid shoes. 
and there were no feet there. Like, yeah. Like if, Dutch wood block. Yeah, clogs. You had clog feet. Okay. So guys who are going to Ranger, get ready for clog feet if it gets really cold. I mean, if, it, if it's cold, yeah. If yeah. It's, it's a totally different school, I would imagine, if you go through in the summer. Summer. Yeah, you're just sweating your balls off and like gonna yeah, exactly. potentially have a heat stroke. Okay, so you get through all the physical stuff, not a problem. How many pull-ups do you guys have to do? It's, it's fucking six chin-ups. I mean, it's super oh, that's easy. easy. Okay. All right, so you get through all of that, and then the next week is just – it's a lot of, like, classes and stuff, right? No no, no real good uh, Yeah, yeah, so you do all the there. physical stuff that Thursday, so that the PT test takes place on Monday, and then you okay. do all the other fun stuff. That Thursday, you move officially out of lap week, which is the ranger assessment phase. Okay. And that's the only – the first four days is when you can actually fail the school. Like, if you fail, then you get kicked down, like, you're, you're done. You're not the school's problem anymore. But if you pass okay. the, like, 12-mile ruck march Thursday morning – then you're into the school. 12 miles of yes, a ruck march. Yes, it's a 12-mile ruck march. So you're into the school, and you move on to technically the first phase, which is called Derby phase, because you go to like 10 minutes away to a place called Camp Derby. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the first phase. And once you're there, you're like the school's problem. So if you do something, I mean, you can still fail out, don't get me wrong. You, could do, you have to do some pretty heinous shit to get like kicked out right away. But for the most part, you're going to be... You're gonna be in the school for until like uh, you're gonna be in the school and until you can recycle or whatever. But but yeah, you're the school's problem at that point. How do so. you fail out of the first phase? If you fail any, if you fail any physical, any of the physical tests or the land navigation test or or like there's certain like weapons like assembly disassembly things okay. and stuff. If you fail any of those, then you you can you just you get. Uh, sent home and then you have to come back and try again but like after we'll, as we'll like talk about in Derby and stuff yeah. if you fail any of your like patrols when you're actually like moving in the woods with your your unit or whatever and doing like tactical military type things uh-huh. um, if you fail that for the phase you get recycled which means you start back with the next class oh so you're you saying there. so you won't you won't get failed at, you won't get like if you fail that you won't get sent home instantly but before Derby for Rap Week, if you fail, yeah, you get sent home. Anything during Rap Week, if you don't pass anything, you're sent home. Damn. All right. So you so you make it through that. Not a big deal. Not a lot to to write back about or send home. It's, it's wasn't wasn't very interesting. It was a very long week. Very yeah. very long week of tests and uh, rifle disassembly and stuff like that. Right. And so then you go into Derby, and is that when you start doing patrols? Yeah. So you move in, and it's like the first. So Derby is technically only. 14 days or something like that um, it's pretty short it's like 14 days 13 days something like that um, and so the first there's going to be two three day what are called FTXs which is just a field training exercise and that's when you yeah. you go out to the woods and you're walking around and you're doing things like conducting an ambush or uh, like a raid on something or like a recon of whatever. yeah but like what's the raid or that ambush like you were telling Actually, me no, that stuff's like kind of BS never mind, you don't do a raid derby um, do you Jack? But no you don't no you just you do you a do recon, recon mission or you do an ambush um, what's ambush it's ambush just, is just you set yeah, your what you unit think. up and uh, in derby it's small unit tactics it's a squad so you usually uh-huh. have about anywhere from 12 to even as high as 19 people per squad so I had 16 and I think Liam had 15 I had something like 16 I think 16 I, I people say. per squad so it's a it's a lot larger than a conventional infantry squad which is usually about 9 people okay um, and that's broken up into 2 teams uh, and a headquarters element so it's about about 5 people 
per team and headquarters element. Yeah. Um, and for an ambush, it's just arraying your guys uh, along the uh, the woods, along the road, so that when an enemy uh, vehicle comes by or okay. enemies come walking down that you path, light that shit up. Yeah, you just open up, open fire, and neutralize it's the enemy. Just, I mean, there's not much variability. It's always going to be, at least for this, it's always going to be you're along a road, a well-defined road, uh-huh. and you're about to attack a vehicle and two dudes. But like, so or maybe just two dudes walking by themselves. So are you opening? Are you doing? Are you opening fire on them with blanks? Is that what happens? Yeah, yeah. You just have blanks and you just open fire, and the the eyes will tell them when they're dead, if they're dead, like. <laughs> Who are the stuff. other guys? Are they also people in Ranger? No, I mean, no. The uh, the sole job is to play the opposition force, play the, the op enemy, four, play the enemy for Ranger School. And so, they, do they drive up and then get out, or yeah, I they, mean, they might drive up I in. I don't see. It's been it was so long. Now it feels like I forget, and it gets so meshed with the other phases. I forget if they used trucks. I think they just walked. They just fucking walked. walked. <laughs> it's just like two dudes walking, and I mean, there's like 18 of you guys. 19. Obeyed. So you just railing these guys. I mean, just walk. It's the same. I mean, in uh, the phases following that, it's still two dudes, but it's like 40 of you against them at that point. So it's how is that realistic little, at all to when like you actually would have an enemy? It's we're not, not gonna talk. About yeah, this I, I won't. I won't choose to comment on that. Uh, okay. So some of it is not realistic. Yeah, no comment on the ap- ap- applicability of the training. All right. So that's what happens in Darby, and that's. Um, do, would you say that's the easiest of the phases? I mean, so it's so it's the shortest total field time. Like I was saying, you have those two three day FTXs or field training exercises, yeah. um, separated by one like rest and refit day in between. So it's about a week of like the classroom settings where they teach you what you're supposed to do, like the exact. Whatever and, and Derby's very um, by the book. So there's a book answer, and you do exactly what they tell you to do in the book. And if you do that, you'll be successful for the most part. Okay. Um, and so some people have trouble with that. Some people have trouble kind of staying exactly to what they say to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and besides that, there's just other things. Just wait for this bus to pass. There's yeah. just other things that uh, some things that get to people, or whatever. But for the most part, I mean, it's not extremely complicated. It's just a lot of micro stresses because yeah. you have to do everything according to a certain procedure, a certain list of steps in your uh, in your patrol in your graded position. Yeah. And if you don't do it exactly that way, if you do something out of sequence, then you could easily get failed. So it's it's the only phase where there's a clear book answer. So you could say that. It's simple because you know what the right answer is and you just have to do that. However, it leaves the least amount of room for variability. Yeah, out of the box and, thinking is not right. Yeah, and out of the box thinking. For those wishing to attend. Okay. And so there's a lot of micro stresses because you think you did really well and maybe you did and you showed good leadership qualities and good leadership abilities. Uh-huh. But you missed one small step. So you got failed. Someone else in your leadership fucked you over and Jeez. screwed one small thing up, and then you get stuck at Derby. That's not so. Yeah. So like for for me, I actually had a QB sleeve, like something an NFL quarterback wears yeah, okay. that has plays 
written on it. Uh-huh. I had one of those on my uh, list yeah. uh, underneath my uh, jacket top. Okay. And it had uh, a note card in it with like one through 15 steps for either an ambush or a recon because I knew, you know, those are the only two missions you do. Uh-huh. And it was all written out on luminous tape or a loom tape. So it's closing the door. Uh, which, if it's charged, it's, it's, uh, if, if it's charged, and by that I mean like if it's exposed to daylight or if it's exposed to a flashlight, uh-huh. then it'll glow, it'll hold that charge. I'll glow like green, uh-huh. yellow for a few hours. And so I had it um, charged and ready to go because most of the missions happen at night. And so, are you allowed to have that QB sleeve? So I mean, that was like a gray area. Yeah, okay. like whether you so like I didn't advertise it. Yeah, um, yeah. And they didn't ask or anything. It was your little cheat sheet. Yeah, it's like my little cheat sheet. So and I actually learned it from a lieutenant who went before me uh-huh. and had passed. And uh, so it's not necessary. One of those things you pick but up. But it's one of those yeah. things that was like I'd rather have too many things or have some things that I don't need and yeah. pass than. Wish I would remember what step comes next and instead fail. So yeah, it was no. like a it was like a small thing that kind of brought some peace of mind because it was really just a game to see if you could do exactly the steps that they required and I just did that and then you pass. Okay, so after Darby, you go to Mount Mountains. When like all the stories you guys have been telling me the past couple of weeks are basically from Mountain and Swamp, right? Yeah, that's uh, like that's like the real Ranger School. Okay, after you get past Darby, Darby is the most infuriating of all the phases for most students because it's so nitpicky and mountains in Florida is really when you get into like a the real down and dirty because you're either in like the cold or wet uh, rugged mountains or you're in Mm -hmm. like swamps or the swampy coastal area whereas Benning's just kind of like forced because after Darby Mommy and Darby don't get me wrong we got very little sleep and but you would come back every night to the rocks like this rock area um, and fucking sleep there. So like you knew we were coming back, and so like it definitely it definitely sucked. And there was like a little sleep, but how much sleep are you going to need tonight? You think? I mean, it really d- it depends. So we might get it varies back. by company, and it might get back. I mean, Jack and I were in the same company, same platoon, but you might get back at fucking like eleven thirty at uh-huh. night. Like we did it, which is stupid early. I mean, we were just back so early. Okay. I mean, comparatively for this, and then we're just standing up. Until fucking three thirty in the morning. Standing? Why? Yeah, just, just standing up, just just cause like, bullshitting, <laughs> and then they're like, "Okay, you can eat and brush your teeth now and, and get to bed and see you at four thirty in the morning when you wake so up." So an hour. Yeah, maybe. I mean, something we we did get decent. When I say decent, it's relative. We did get like two hours of sleep sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You're getting an hour never, of sleep a night. Never more than three hours. Jesus. But it was never really less than thirty minutes. Uh, however, one of the companies they got pretty shit sleep. They got like around thirty minutes, if that, Every most night? nights. No, dude, uh, during definitely the FTX Alpha Alpha Company. Doing for Dobie? Yeah, yeah, doing the FTX. Dude, we definitely. I feel like we got the worst sleep. I remember talking to George, and he said when we went to like church, and he said something about a fucking seven hour like night sleep but he was Ooh. in Volvo and I almost, and I almost killed he was him. in Volvo remember Alpha was right next to us uh, through the connexes oh yeah and they were always awake as we'd walk by them to the planning bays so 30 it's like minutes you, of sleep you'd get back at, maybe you'd get back at 1 in the morning or 2 in the morning it uh-huh. didn't really matter because all squads had to 
I mean, it mattered a little bit for like 20 to 30 minutes variation between squads, but all squads had to basically be back before anything happened, and then you'd start cleaning your weapon a bit, but it was generally just spent time spent standing up on the rocks and shivering for us because it was a winter class and just and it, waiting and it, for them to come out and tell you that... They have to tell you to go to sleep. Yeah, tell you that you're allowed to eat and go to sleep. Because but, food uh, is extremely monitored in that phase. Okay. So you'll get 10 minutes to eat and immediately throw out everything involving the food. Um, can't have anything, any bit of it on you. Or else you get dropped from the course. Jeez. Um, and you can't eat outside of the times yeah. that they allot you. So you get those 10 minutes to eat really quickly, throw out all the trash, and then walk to whatever area you're going to and uh, go to sleep and prepare for the morning. Yeah, and so what I was trying to say is that when you get to the other phases and you're actually spending time, like in mountains, you have two five-day FTXs spaced out by one. Yeah, spaced yeah. out by one day rest and refit. And so when you're spending five days out, like in the mountains, like away from the camp with the, its amenities and lights and all that kind of stuff, uh-huh. and not that Derby had any amenities, uh, it did have lights. But uh, <laughs> was it when you spend five days out there? And you're getting that little sleep and all that and like not that much eating, that's when people start to kinda of like break down a little bit and that's when you also Lose get those shit. that's also when you get those funny stories as a result. Yeah. Of just definitely. like the, the shared suffering a little bit. Of just like going and so that's through. yeah, that's why you were saying well one, that's one of the reasons why a lot of the stories that we told you were from mountains in Florida and also because, I mean, two months are a long fucking time, so those are just the more recent the ones you remember. memories that we can recall. But that's one when you're like out in like the like the BS. Like like there was a story. And also, I mean, mounds was so fucking cold for us that that makes everything in retrospect funny. Oh yeah, what like was the, the cloud? Stories. What was the cloud story? weren't you um, like above a cloud? We, no, yeah, it was the second, the first day of the second FTX. Uh huh. So we're coming right in, and um, we go up something called Long Mountain. It's just like really fucking. I mean, it lived up to its name. You just kept thinking you were going to hit the peak. It wasn't like it was stupid steep, but you just kept thinking you were going to hit the peak, and then this mountain just kept going and kept going. Yeah. Um, as it literally seemed like we took the longest way to get to the and least efficient way to get to the top possible. Uh-huh. But uh, so we get there, and it's actually a good buddy of ours, best friend uh, Scott. It's his like patrol, so he's the acting platoon leader okay. for that so he's this is graded position so he's relying on like the success of this mission it was actually an ambush um to pass on to the next phase yeah yeah um not stick around any longer than he has to and uh it's pretty cold this day and you know he we get we stop at some place it's called a uh, OLP an a uh, objective valley point uh-huh um and it's just a spot, just imagine, you know, there's a location that you're supposed to, objective, that you're supposed to ambush, and you stop yeah. somewhere, like, 200, 400 meters away, and you just put all your, you know, your big backpacks that you have on down, and, like, you set up, and you start, you know, refining that final plan before you go and make the attack, mm-hmm. and so we all stop there, and it's just cold as fuck, and you can tell it's cold because the eyes kind of stopped caring about the tactical nature over the holding because you're supposed to be pulling security yeah. and you had dudes fucking doing jumping jacks and like push ups <laughs> like right on the quote unquote line where you're supposed to be like laying down pulling security and I was just walking around and I just stopped to talk to Jack for a little bit and like, uh-huh. we were both pretty miserable and cold because um, it also rained a little bit on us so we were like a little damp too and then we do the whole mission 
and whatever. I, I can't really remember if it was a shit mission or not. Probably shit. I know Scott didn't pass it, though, so <laughs> it could have been fantastic. But, uh, so then we go down. After every mission, you're going to end up going down to the road that you just assaulted. Okay. And you are, like, form up on the road, and they're going to check for all of the equipment that you have. Because the RIs are signed off for the equipment. Okay. They sound like a, they signed like accountability sheets for all of it, so they're yeah. actually liable for it. So they check it like every they check it a couple of times a day for all of your equipment. You have to do um, what's called a a hundred percent or an SI sense divide and check. Um, and so we were fucking sitting on our rocks like on the side of the road, like showing the equipment, and then I realized it's not raining anymore. But everything seems to be wet, uh-huh. and you just seem to be kind of wet in the air. And damn, it's because we're no longer below the cloud that had been raining on us when we were walking up the mountain. We yeah. were actually fucking in the cloud. It was so high, and you were I, in the cloud. And we could barely see, like, 15 feet. And so it was how, all wet. Yeah, so everything was just fucking wet. And, of course, it was the perfect time for, them to, yeah. for the medics to come and do a foot check, which means we had to take off all of our... Uh, like socks and boots and stuff and like oh show them our feet and our yeah. hands to make sure they're not like too fucked up yeah like that and his foot checks are just the worst in mountains because usually bundled up with like m- multiple layers because it's so cold and so you have to take all that shit off uh-huh. and like roll it up roll your pant leg up tuck above your knee to show them your knees too and stuff like that so yeah it's not good for your feet to be wet while you're walking uh-huh. like under load so the medics just wanted to make sure that if your fucking no, feet like were gangrene, gangrene if your shit. fucking feet were yeah, like dry, something. Oh, um, the medics just wanted to make sure that if your feet were dry before then, uh-huh. that they were fucking soaking wet by the time you left there, <laughs> because you had to take your boots and socks off <laughs> and have your just feet get soaking wet in your socks for no and reason. Boots, inside your boots get soaking wet. So they just wanted to make sure that anyone who was planning on having dry feet for the rest of that night just uh didn't get that yeah that that the plans changed was mountain the one where uh you guys were all sleeping in the the tent and it started raining and then austin was the only one that uh no no, no, that that was was, was that was was me so we only stayed in a tent once in derby okay and they would only ever put you there if it was stupid cold would you actually never got like too cold for a derby class or if it was raining and uh, they definitely knew it was going to rain, but just had us go to sleep like 20 feet away outside this tent anyways. And 20, on the, so you were outside? Out on the box, yeah. And we're in like a sleep bags, and they're inside these like somewhat water-resistant other bags. Oh, okay. And it started fucking raining. And I remember waking up, like looking out, and it was just kind of like a drizzle, so I was like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'm going back to sleep. Oh, you, were, you weren't outside. You were in the tents. No, I was, in, I was outside. But I look outside my sleeping bag. Oh, you looked outside your sleeping bag. Oh, and okay. And then I just went back to sleep. So the sleeping bags like cover your face. Yeah, I mean, if you crawl into it, it does. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and okay. so uh, then I woke back up and looked out, and apparently everyone had gotten the fucking memo that you could go in the tent. <laughs> and except I mean, I don't blame them. Jack and I are pretty heavy sleepers, so uh, everyone was gone except for me and Jack. And I mean, you just I fucking looked over. It was just Jack <laughs> out there with me. And so Jack and I fucking picked up all our stuff, and we're getting drenched at this point. And we run into the tent, and it looks like the 1920 influenza inside this tent. <laughs> I mean, there's people just stacked up like sardines next to each other. Uh-huh. And we had to get, like, pretty aggressive, actually, to, like, push. kick people. Yeah. And, like, push and make some room for ourselves. And we cut out a little spot of land to call our own uh-huh. on the edge of the tent, 
which turned into a swimming pool in the morning and Jack woke up in like four inches of water. Four inches of water? In like his sleeping bag. In your bag, dude? Yeah, I was like, it, I had um some, what do you call snivel gear, which is like a fluffy kind of underlayer meant to keep you warm. Uh-huh. And uh, I had a top and bottom layer of that on. And it's the kind of thing Hold that... Hold on one second. Go ahead. So it's like the kind of thing that... Um, if it gets wet, it'll never fucking be dry again. Oh, God. It's like a sponge. But super warm when it is dry. And I had that on in my sleeping bag. Um, a big winter sleeping bag. And woke up and completely submerged in water. Just shivering. Like your body was in water? Yeah, yeah. Just oh, my God. So I just didn't get to use my sleeping bag for the rest of the time, which was like inside the tent or outside. Yes, was inside the tent. So what happened? The water had gone. Like, what happened? The water well, had the gone. Like, people in. literally pushed me to the side of the tent, so I was like right on the edge, and the water had just fl- flowed in like a river. Okay. Um, and just completely submerged me. So yeah. I was lucky I wasn't sleeping on my stomach. That sounds shitty as hell, dude. Yeah, no, it was. It was whatever. I mean, just, I just did, had to plan for contingencies and not using the sleeping bag the rest of the time. So I was just sleeping in like a jacket. But didn't you I say that um, what that when everyone else w- like woke up, like some one, one person's bag uh, was camouflaged into the bottom of the tent? No, no, no. That was in that was later on. That was in Swans. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're podcasting, dude. One of the one of the guys that they just. Um, uh, uh, one of the other LTs that they went through, the Jack and Liam went through Ranger with, uh, just drove up because we we're about to go down to Georgia and uh, saw us telling stories. He was Scotty. Scotty had actually been talked about earlier that yeah. day. So you've been so Mountain was famous for um, famous for the food, right? Talk about talk about eating that shit. And how how long did you have? Like eight minutes? Uh, I don't know exact time wise for like eating, but. So, I mean, the beginning mountains is like a kind of a morale booster in a sense because you're not going out to the field. Like, right away, you have a, a week, about a week of this, like, mountaineering training, so like, rappelling, and then uh, just some, like, the classroom-type environment stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so during that time, you're eating, like, two meals a day in the, uh, like, a mess hall, like a cafeteria. Yeah. Uh, and they just, for breakfast, and breakfast is a big thing, and if it's, because, I mean, everyone becomes fucking obsessed with food in Ranger uh, they just like stacked I mean it was a pretty it was a pretty big breakfast I mean you would give like a what do you get Grand Slam like platter of one foot's money uh, but like what did you get and how long because dude you told stories about how you had like 8 minutes and you were just mixing gross shit together oh yeah you just I mean Jack and I are very fast eaters naturally um, so it wasn't kind of horrible to do that but I mean some dude's fucking like choking and shit trying to Get it all down. One guy had to get the Heimlich maneuver. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's what Jack said. Um, you I saw didn't, a I didn't saw guy get the Heimlich maneuver. I didn't see that. No, he got it. The class uh, after us. <laughs> but but yeah, so they give you. I mean, for breakfast, what breakfast would be? You'd come in this uh, in line, and you'd get uh, a couple of pancakes, like two pancakes, some grits, uh, like a thing of. Do you fucking do you get peanut butter for breakfast? Yeah, you yeah, get peanut yeah. breakfast. Yeah, two slices of bread, like this thick, like Texas toast bread. Um, kind of Cheerios. I think a Cheerios, um, like some sausage links. Uh, what else? What else? Potatoes. Yeah, you get like breakfast potatoes and stuff like that. And so you just mixed all that shit together? Well, yeah, and you, you pick up kind of things along the line that's going to make it 
go by quick. I never like mix anything with my pancakes personally because they were the highlight of my day. They're, they're famous, right? The pancakes in my for blueberry Ranger. pancakes. So even though like, we only got blueberry like half the time, it's kind of bullshit. Yes. Um. But yeah, it's famous because like it shows you how it shows you where your priorities fucking lie during range school because everyone talks about the blueberry pancakes. And so, but yeah, we're mixing like our Cheerios and our grits and stuff, and thinking oh my God. we've just created like the greatest invention. Yeah, talk ever. about all the butter on the toast, and then also talk about oh, the apple. That was well, that was Florida. Is that you yeah? Just finally, mix this shit together, dude. No Florida, one, no one knows. No, Florida, there's a fucking a salad bar, and it's actually open, so you can grab like what you want. And most okay. they're assuming that people are going to act mostly civil with this, and it's going to work out normally, and not you know be like me where they would drench the stuff in like blue cheese dressing because they yeah. figure it's probably going to be the most calorically dense uh, calorically dressing dense. Yeah. and then also there's those little uh, smoke balance butter packets Yeah, and they probably think that a normal person's going to take like three for the french toast or whatever else we had it, but I once I realized there was no oversight uh-huh. I ground like 16 in every meal oh my god and honestly it took it took me like a, two minutes to undo every single one and like scoop out all the butter and with put it on the knife. toast. But I would put it in between two slices of bread, like sixteen of those little packets, and eat my butter sandwich. You do have a butter sandwich. Yeah, I'd have fucking. You did double breakfast too once, didn't you? I did do double. Did I do? Yeah, actually, it was the night. It was the day we went out to the ten day FTX for Florida. Okay. So unlike the other two phases where you mess all the cafeteria you go to, it's yeah. a very kind of. Uh, strict and there's a lot of oversight and I mean for mountains you have to check in with your ID card and stuff oh in order so, to eat yeah so I mean you're just going in there and then you're getting rushed down and everything in Florida we like walk in they actually treat you like adults you walk nice. in you stay in line um, and then you get your food and you go to a segment of the uh, cafeteria that's separated from the eyes like they can't see you and so you just eat and I mean you're pretty much just eating as long as you you're taking as long as you want within some like parameters so, like if it's filling up too quickly, like you'll obviously get up and, and finish out. up soon so that there's room for everyone else because there's only like a finite amount of space. Yeah. Um, but one I'd heard from my buddy Ryan and uh, another guy in advice that they had gone through and done like a double dinner, which, which just fucking blew my mind because I'd never thought that such a thing was possible. Um, yeah. And they told me that and then... I actually didn't have the balls to do it the night before the first FTX, uh-huh. but my buddy Derek did. He went through fucking double dinner and then split it with me. What? And then, so I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, there's no way we're getting caught for this shit. And if we do, because actually this, at this time, Jack was in the, uh, like, the medical clinic for his yeah. knee. because Jack and, had gotten cellulitis. Yeah, Jack had gotten cellulitis in his knee. And so had to recycle. This, so I was like, okay, you know what? If they catch me going through the line again, I'm going to tell them that. I was grabbing a plate of food for Jack. Well, they didn't know. Oh, you were well, planning on them like just, not knowing. No, nah, I mean what I'm saying is that I would have 100 percent lied. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so what I did is we went went through the line first, scoped down our food just like super quickly, like we were in mountains, um, which is unusual in Florida because you have time. So so much time. And then went outside, went around, and then came back into line. Okay. And. The fucking trying to suppress the biggest grin on my face, <laughs> got a whole stacked plate of food again, and was actually like full going through, and like shared some with some of my buddies who were very envious. Um, when I came back through, 
like I told a couple of my buddies and uh and I was actually fucking full and then Jack had actually snuck at me out some food. Yeah, cuz Jack you were going. on Jack you were on a uh, uh food duty at one point, right? When this was actually Jack I and mean, when you're like a medically recycled or whatever, you uh-huh. don't have as much oversight when you go to the cafeteria, so Jack was yeah. able to to sneak out a few treats, nice choice items and gave them to me the same day. So I was actually kind of fucking stuffed going into the FDX so <laughs> but Jack would when when he was doing uh, duty wasn't he able to like kind of slip you some shit yeah that was in mountains though that wasn't while I was recycled <laughs> no yeah before that that was just like sneaking stuff underneath his tray so you like, like hand him a tray and then put stuff under it yeah 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 just put it we always had to hook the boys up yeah you, you hook them up so we do, do you, you gave those those big scoops but weren't you guys throwing out trash and then pulling shit out of the yeah, it's not. Say, a, no, 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 no. Say it's that. Not dude. a highlight of my life. No, so, you got this. No one wants to hear the good shit about this. If you want to hear about how you became a lesser well, yes, human I being, I remember Scotty wanted the duty we had and got like the worst. Yeah, Scotty got fucked with the worst. So pretty much, uh, the cafeteria, whole cafeteria setting for um, mountains, uh-huh. there was, they get like eight people tasked out to help pass out various items so like someone's yeah. gonna be passing you a milk someone's gonna be passing you the cereal someone's gonna be passing you um like your plate of pancakes and shit like that just to make sure that the animals that go through don't grab like yeah, a bunch um and then there's four dudes who get chosen to be trash details so they you know get their little hats on and the gloves yeah. and they stand their aprons and they stand by the trash cans cause when they rush everyone and like we said mountains they rush you to eat when they rush everyone through the line uh-huh. and like they make people get up and some people couldn't finish the food in time they like have to go and throw it, all this stuff out and it was actually me and Jack Jack and I stuck together pretty well the first two phases uh, and one trash we next to each other obviously put ourselves first two in line and uh, when people would come up with extra food we'd just be snatching off their plates while they were dumping those and just shoving it into our mouths and like what were you grabbing, I mean, Jack? nothing was off limits something goes in the trash it's getting grabbed as well what? And Jack and I were just splinch at it. I mean, granted, like, this is not <laughs> a trash full of like fucking poo <laughs> or something like that. It's it's full of plates of food and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, so but you were just scavenging, edible, dude. But there's like You're being an animal. bread coming and, and stuff like that. And like people's half-open like milks. And oh my like, God, are like, you just drinking milk like that? Actually, I don't know if I ever drink half-open milk. But Jack, I definitely did you drink anything took, gross? I took a milk off one kid's plate and started chugging it and he was like getting pissed at me. But I'm like, dude, if you didn't drink it in time... So it's your fucking fault. Yeah. Yeah. And there was also, um, what, yeah, what, what was the thing you said about the apple? Oh, that was, I mean, that was, uh, was Jack there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was part of that. What was the apple, man? It's just that like, was one of the grossest things I've ever heard. Just, uh, they have, um, things to, like a sugar container on the table that you can, like a normal like white. Yeah, you, like yeah, a normal like white thing sugar. that you use for coffee. Yeah, you yeah, think yeah, about yeah. Like a diner. Like think about like yeah. a diner. Yeah, that amount of sugar. Okay. And so, um, since it's like in between the FTXs, and you've only been eating twice a day, uh-huh. like a lesser quality kind of meals, you want to make the most of all the food that you yeah, have. Yeah, to, like to the set big, the stage the for that breakfast. Set the stage for that. We just come from, like Jack said, five days of eating twice a day. And doing like a lot of movement to the mountains, we got to come back for a day of rest and refit, uh-huh. and then we were about we were literally about to go back out. And so, so like this when is you like get your apple supper. and like you eat everything, the dinners are usually pretty skimpy. So you like eat the whole dinner and you have the apple left because you know you can always just 
just take some, a couple of big chomps out of it on the way to the trash and uh-huh. then be done. So you save it to the end. If you end up getting called up, you just have this apple left and you're still hungry. So when I actually saw one of my buddies do this next to me and then it became like protocol for all of us to do it. He just took a bite of his apple and then once it exposed like the fleshy yeah. like, bit of the apple, he just took the sugar and just poured it all over oh it. So the sugar stuck to every kind of part Candy of that apple. apple. Oh. Every consecutive bite just, just put more, more sugar in this sugar. Oh my god, dude. Sugar container just well, yeah, was passing between hands. It went like, like a fucking hot the potato table. after that. <laughs> And just like pouring it all over it, and like we did that with bananas, and people do that with oh, white, and people do that with white bread, where they just pour like I mean, a tiny we got, bit of I actually never a tiny did this. Bit of fucking I never did this. Milk I saw on a, on a piece of bread, yeah. and then pour sugar all over it, or like pour sugar all over your there's, coffee there's cake. No, I was gonna say I never did this. I saw Jack do this. Was we got like a thick piece of fucking <laughs> that's snitching. Yeah, so that, like, is, that is snitching. We got like a thick piece of fucking cake that had like this beautiful layer of frosting on it oh. and I didn't want to jeopardize the integrity of this frosting by pouring sugar on it and just now making it taste like everything else we poured sugar on so like I want that nice creamy frosting but like to show you the extent to the people just want to eat more people fucking drenching sugar on like the most frosting covered cake you can imagine just to get calories yeah or just- like you take your grits and you just pour sugar into them, and then you pour honey nut Cheerios into that. Oh my that, god! And then sure, just eat. And then just, that was good. That was actually that, that was like, that was yeah, good. that was like that's. You still want to do that now? Now, but that was like a standard operating procedure for every single person there. Did you guys ever find food like on trails or anything? And or did you ever like were you able to like get, get food like other ways? No, like I no. half joked. So you run into civilians. Because you're you're working like in and around the Appalachian Trail, so the entire time you're in mountains, you're in a national park. Okay. So it's not restricted to much like you know being in a Florida Adobe, where it's restricted to civilian access. Uh huh. It's not restricted. Like they can't restrict people from being able to go on a national park. Yeah. Um, so you, we ran into some people when we were working around the Appalachian Trail sometimes, and I would like jokingly, but. Pretty seriously, serious. like just be like nature, nature valuable, nature valuable. By a person, and I saw some dude with like a stack of six ramens, top ramens, um, just and on a log. And I'm thinking, like, dude, you don't know how dangerous it is to keep those things out here. And then I just tried to think about him. what would have happened if I had taken them, if I would have just eaten them dry, if I would have tried heating up water. You've been fine and making them. You would have been fine. Been gross, but you were no, no, no. I, I mean, I would have eaten them either way. I was just <laughs> trying to think of something to do. Like, would I have eaten them? Would I have heated up some water to make them, or would I have just eaten them dry? And so, are you and guys? I, I never came up with a set answer. And that. so, are you guys getting like treated like shit this entire time, or some of the R.I. Right, is cool? I mean, like <laughs> that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a yes. Pers- that's a hundred percent a yes. Yeah, I mean, treated like shit is. I mean, it's a relative term. So if you, I don't know, some people. I was told that I was. I was told that I was slow. Really? And simple. Oh, you mean like, like retarded? Yeah. Like okay, retarded. so the guy called you retarded. Yeah, okay. and that's what he insinuated without. Oh, he didn't say it. retarded. Not that they had anything against saying retarded because they did all the time, but <laughs> in this <laughs> specific case, he insinuated. Well, he didn't even insinuate. He straight up told me that I was slow. <laughs> you just go. You're slow. You're dumb. No, he more said, "Are you, are you slow?" 
but in a way that wait, he was like <laughs> he thought I was slow. What about wait? Can you please tell about the guy that tried speaking up and then got yelled at? Because that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard. You don't have to say any names, but that's like one of the best things I've ever heard. Oh yeah, we had a, a certain <laughs> we had a certain uh, officer in charge of us um, who was not a big fan of not even criticism, but just speaking anything that was could have possibly challenged anything he said like an alternate alternative yeah list of you know how someone saw the situation yeah exactly not even alternative facts just like how it actually went down it was different than how he perceived it yeah it was just not a fan of anything that wasn't how he saw it and so he's giving like a after action review just going over how everything went and how he ended up seeing the situation yeah, yeah. Uh, how he ended up seeing the situation, and it's like uh, it's probably like I don't know midnight or something, pretty late, and so it's all dark, and he's he's going over it in the middle of the road, and he's saying that you know he didn't see a certain thing happen during the patrol, and that he thought that that could improve, and he just happened to miss it. Um, so they did. You guys did it. You just yeah, didn't we see did. It. Yeah, we did it, and we were doing the right thing, and someone. Uh, thought that they it was actually the same rank as him but when you're a ranger student you have no rank but he was the same rank as him thought that he'd just bring it up that yeah. the fact that you know and, and in many cases he'd say yeah actually we did do that and the instructor would be like oh you did oh okay well then like I guess you just didn't see that but in this case the guy immediately told him to shut the fuck up <laughs> yelling at him and it was asked him if he thought he was a fucking liar <laughs> and continued telling him to shut the fuck up and made it clear that anyone else saying anything that wasn't him saying like it wasn't supporting what he was saying I, I don't even think he wanted anyone to support what he was saying he just wanted everyone to shut the fuck up <laughs> and not offer anything that wasn't just little listening to him. Yeah, this just, just yelling at him. He's voice. like, "Shut up!" Yeah, he just shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. You think I'm a fucking liar? <laughs> and like that, just immediately shut people down from like thinking that they could learn or develop from that situation. Um, when you guys were getting lack of sleep, did, did, like when you're doing that every single night, did you ever did you notice shit happening to you, or like you doing shit that, uh, like you, did you start realizing what sleep deprivation does to you? Yeah, one hundred percent. Like what? I mean, like, I, mean, I like never, you, don't, you never like fucking. I, you hear about people like putting dollars into trees, like think they're vending machines, <laughs> or like stuff like that. And I'd never seen anything that fucking crazy. Um, but like, you don't you don't remember half the time you're there because you're asleep the entire night. Well, like, I mean, even while ask, walking, is normal behavior like falling straight over while standing up. Like what sleep? Like falling asleep, standing up, and then hitting the ground like a fucking coffin. Who did that happen to? Or, or turning. <laughs> yeah, well, that's Scotty, but I mean, all, everyone falls asleep standing up. I mean, people think, people maybe who've never really been sleep deprived think it's like the craziest thing in the world to fall asleep standing up, but it's actually stupid easy and it happens all the fucking time. So you mean someone was standing up and then all of a sudden they just well, like, hit I the fell, ground? I fell asleep standing up a million times. And then you just smack and I normally, I normally, I normally catch like myself. You take a giant step. Like you start falling and then your body catches yourself. You take oh, a giant okay. step and like you... Stumble into, you stumble into people and then like everyone, I mean, the, I person, sh- the person the usually embarrassed and is like yo I'm just trying to tie my shoe or I mean, people, it was <laughs> and just they're like <laughs> and they're like yo like I just tripped like over this oh yeah you get super embarrassed but I mean it's it's easier to understand how you can fall asleep standing up if you're just not doing anything and you're sedentary but yeah. I saw people fall asleep moving 
like walking under like the heavy rucksack and stuff. Or you just like walking, just like tumble. Some just, just tumble like, over. Turn ninety degrees to the right and just keep walking. Asleep. But like you don't remember any of it happening. <laughs> Didn't you say one that was on like a cliff? Yeah, like it's, well, I never it's, fell asleep walking, but I was essentially not conscious walking because I would just zone out, and then I would think I was somewhere else uh-huh. and take like a sharp ninety degree turn towards a cliff. And just keep walking like like everything was fine. So I never stop you. Luckily, well, no, luckily I came out of it most of the time. But sometimes I would just stop. And if you stopped me for probably anything more than half a second, I was out. Asleep. I was out like a light. And I mean that. And that's a problem when you stop frequently on a patrol. And then someone wakes you up. Is like, dude, like look in front of you, and everyone's like fucking fifty meters in front of you. You just run. And I was just like super embarrassed all the time. I was hoping the person didn't know who I was because it's super dark. And I would just start sprinting to get to the uh, like back to catch up okay is there one thing you guys think about that like makes you laugh more than anything about Ranger that you would want to share before we wrap this up because we have to go to Atlanta so I don't miss my flight is there anything that you guys remember more than anything else that like still makes you laugh your ass off Jack Liam I don't know even Scotty Scotty's here by the way he's just uh, he's just chilling and listening mm-hmm. alright if you think of anything Scott, you can you can bring it up. I'm trying to think of something right now. I know the thing about Austin was pretty funny when like everyone got up and his sleeping bag, uh, his his sleeping bag like blended yeah, into the floor. Yeah, that just happened like, to someone else. Like they, it, Liam wasn't there. This was the second time going to Florida. Um, yeah, Rogers on like the last. It's like the last morning. Right, it was actually a super cool ranger instructor who gave like me both my goes and my patrols. Uh-huh. And I was like a really good dude, really good instructor. But there's still a level of like professionalism you have to keep with them, yeah. And that they maintain with you. And we had one guy in my squad who's like RIP, still there. Oh god. Um, in Florida for like eight more weeks. Um, and he was super tired and always fell asleep and everything and so it's you know partly it's not on him because these guys just didn't wake him up in the morning so Mm -hmm. I guess you can't really like blame him entirely but it was also no wonder that he stayed asleep and so we all had gathered around we all had woken up and gathered around the instructor and were listening to leadership changeover and like who was going to be the leadership for that day and everything Uh like that and this guy's roster number was called and no one made any noise they're like whose roster number is this and they said his name we're all wondering where he was, and people are like, well, where the fuck is he? And this instructor is, like, was very kind and good up to this point, was saying how he was going to flip out uh-huh. if this guy didn't show up. And so they went over to where he had fallen asleep and found him still sleeping, and they woke him up, and he came over. And uh, he was just, like, fucking completely out of it and was, like, he already mumbled a lot, like, in an awake state, but uh-huh. was mumbling. And uh, the instructor was like, yeah, you got some extra sleep, huh? He was like, yeah, you know, like, yeah, like kind of mumbling, not really being respectful. And he was like, he was like, yeah, well, you know, you better, uh, yeah, he's like, you better put, I'm still like a starting first class, you know what I mean? So you better be more respectful before I pull you over here and slap the fucking shit out of you. <laughs> and like said it as coolly as that and kind of just changed the air of the situation with everyone around. Oh, shit. <laughs> And okay, so, and so like that will wake you up. No, that'll definitely wake you up. Okay, so that I think that's a pretty good representation of that or the like fact that like school. if you put on a detail in your cycle that they're taking like some great guys that the that definitely offer the military 
uh-huh. a lot yeah. in terms of the like intelligence mm-hmm. and you're made to like pick up pine cones <laughs> around Jeez. around base until more pine cones fall from the trees and then you have to go pick up more pine cones or paint doors or um, or do something like that it's just a, a complete waste of personnel Sounds great. So don't get recycled and also don't sleep more or else you're going to get slapped in the face by a first start. <laughs> Basically, right? That's the, that's the moral of all these stories we've been able to hear about Rangers so far? Yeah. Yeah, yeah essentially. Great. Cool. All right. Well, I know you guys could talk for probably another hour about this because we're getting just into it, but we got to get out of here. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a part two. We'll have Scotty on as well uh, for sure. Uh but to everyone listening, uh, thank you guys. This has been a blast hearing my brothers talk about this. And uh, we will have a normal episode next week with the original Menschville, Freddie G. Thanks, guys.